0: KPC podcast Deeper Still. I started to say digging deeper. (laughs) Deeper Still. Um, uh, We are back this week with our continued theme of talking about Old Testament characters. And this uh, week uh, Steve is not with us. Um, So we have a special guest. Yay. It's me and Bethany Keller. Who um, is on staff at KPC. What is your official job title? Like, (laughs) I think anytime someone's like, well, who should I talk to? People are always like, go see Bethany. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm the next steps coordinator.
1: Um, To me, it's like. I do a lot of uh, discipleship programming without like the pastor hat, (laughs) you know.
0: Um, I feel like you're unofficially over a lot.
1: Yeah, so I work with the women of the church, Mm -hmm. um, assimilation on Sunday mornings, like bringing people into the church community and working with the different formats that we bring people into the church community. So our membership class, life groups, um, the website as our front door, I have a lot of input there. Uh, and yeah, so developing the new members class and facilitating that training life group leaders, yeah. what are your next steps to joining the
0: community yeah. of God and right. helping people take those? So it's kind of right. broad by <laughs> definition. Um, and you might notice that she also, we also have the same last name and that's because <laughs> she's my daughter-in-law more importantly, um, than being on staff here. (laughs) Um, But I'm excited that we are going to be talking today about Abigail. Steve's sermon yesterday was uh, from 1 Samuel chapter 25. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the sermon, I would encourage you to do that. But you could definitely read the story of David, Abigail, and Nabal. It's a. It's. I really am surprised that no one's made a movie out of this. It's mm-hmm. just a. It's a. It's got everything. It's got everything in it. Um. So just to kind of give you a quick recap of the story, in case you haven't heard the sermon. Um, Nabal. So it's. This is in the time right after Samuel has died. So, the prophet Samuel, who anointed David as king. Has just died, and all of Israel has gathered to mourn him. David, however, is not yet king because Saul is still king. So David is—it's in that time period in his life where he's hiding out on the run from Saul um, with six hundred men. Which I just always find that hilarious. <laughs> you can be hiding. You can be in hiding with six hundred men. But during—so while that's happening, he um, uh, has contact, crosses uh, paths with some of Nabal's men. Now Nabal was a very wealthy man in the region where David was staying, and he had shepherds who were out protecting his sheep. And David and all of his men— I guess this was the custom. Then they just sort of helped without asking mm-hmm. for anything or, you know, without payment or anything. David mm-hmm. and his men protected um, Nabal's men and his sheep. So then um, when David then did send men to to ask Nabal for some, you know, a sheep shearing time. So mm-hmm. David did send men and say, hey, could you spare some sheep? Could you spare some wine? Could you mm-hmm. spare some of this, you know, we, you know, ask your men how we treated them when they were um, in the field or out in the wilderness, and Nabal um, refuses, and like, sh- and
1: vehemently, so right. like he insults David. He
0: insults David and his men and David's family. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, who does this son of Jesse think he is? Um, so David gets enraged. Um and is coming after Nabal and is gonna wipe. He's bringing four hundred men with him and he's gonna wipe them out, Nabal and all of his household. So um, that's where our that's kind of yeah where we are. Then Abigail enters the picture. Enter Abigail and um, she hears about it from from the servants and she. I love what scripture says about her that she was beautiful, but she was also sensible. And I love the word sensible that they they, that word is used because um, I don't know. I think a lot of times we look at characters in scripture and um, we're looking for words like you know, godly or you know, mm-hmm. prophetic or, but she was just sensible. Like she was, she knew what to do mm-hmm. in that moment, and she jumped. The word says that she leapt into action and sent all the all these provisions, goats or, or sheep, wine, bread, grain, all of this to David, and then she went out on the road to meet him mm-hmm. and threw herself at his mercy.
1: Yeah. Well, and she says. Blame me, don't pay any attention to my oath of a husband. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just to be real here, I didn't know that he had refused and insulted you. If, you know, insinuating, I guess, that she obviously would have taken care of things if she knew. And then it, you know, calms the rage in David's heart and he turns from his path of potential murder and really giving Saul a reason to pursue him at that point because he's violated a major piece of, um, God's command for his people. So she kind of steps in to be this bridge builder really in some ways between God and, and, um, and David, Mm -hmm. you know, not even necessarily between Naval and David. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Right. No. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then she, um, yeah, I love that she takes the blame, even though the blame's not hers to take. And then she just sort of prophesies, or not sort of, mm-hmm. she does prophesy to David, you know, and, and speaks blessing over him and his life and his family and his future mm-hmm. if he will um, divert from this murderous mm-hmm. path that he's on. Yeah. Well, and she doesn't even say just don't do this. She says, trust
1: God instead. Mm-hmm. I let Steve said, let God take this into his hands and take your hands off of it. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's a good recap. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot that we can learn from all three of these characters, but of course we want to focus on Abigail since mm-hmm. she's the hero, the heroine of I the do story. want to say, like,
1: about Nabal, though, yeah. to be honest, when I have ever read that story... And maybe this points to like my own particular sin of being too independent at times. But my first reaction was like, David, nobody asked you to help. Like, why are you he didn't even ask you. And then you're like, so can you give me some things? And I mean, of course he was really rude in his response, but I don't know. That's like my if somebody just like did something for me out of the kindness of their heart and then asked me for payment, like my instinct is be like, you didn't do it for free. You literally just asked me for something, <laughs> so like it is therefore not free. It, ma- it makes me think of the mafia. Like, oh, we'll give you <laughs> right. some protection, but now you owe us.
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: and I don't even know. I don't even have a godly statement about that. But just clearly, there are things about like independence and not wanting people to place expectations on me. That like that his character stirs that up in me. Yeah.
0: Well, me yeah. too. I I actually yeah. Steve and I talked about this. Um, when he was, when we were talking about the sermon and he didn't, I don't think he brought it up in a sermon, but yeah, there's that, that sort of, um, like, who do you think you are? You know, reaction. (laughs) Like, we didn't contract together. Right. Yeah. Like, how dare you ask me? Like, I, I do understand in one sense, Nabal's um, incredulousness, if that's a word. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. But I think that, I guess maybe because it was the, the culture or the way things were done then yeah. that you could ask, I guess, I assume, I'm assuming that there was yeah. a precedent for that. I mean,
1: that's what my mind thinks because otherwise I just don't know how that's okay to do. I really don't. Like, that's one of those pieces where I'm so glad for study Bibles or pastors yeah. that are, like, unpacking the culture. I think it was a much more communal
0: mm-hmm. culture at the time. It, I wonder, too, if that has something to do with that David was and had been anointed to be the next king. Right. If maybe right. he felt like, well, I'm going to be king. And maybe there right. was some of that in him. Like, hey, yeah, look at me.
1: And maybe he wasn't asking for as much as we think he was you know yeah I don't actually know what like monetarily that would translate Mm -hmm. to like would that been like is there a reason that Nabal didn't hire a bunch of people to protect his sheep because maybe he couldn't afford it and then Mm -hmm. people you know come and just do it anyways and are like pay me like David's reaction and then God's reaction later with Nabal makes me think you know what David was asking was not Outrageous, yeah, you yeah. It's the bottom line, right?
0: Yeah, so. right. And I don't think it was, and I think Nabal's pride and his arrogance are really what mm-hmm. um, were his undoing. He yeah. couldn't see past that. Um. So yeah. All right. So on to better people. That's- <laughs> I love that we had two sermons in a row about women who saved in real, in a real sense saved Israel you know mm-hmm. saved the future i mean Abigail saved uh David you know saved David saved you know the future his future but also the future of Israel mm-hmm. and uh the woman- you know the midwive's um and pua the week before um because I think, oftentimes when we talk about the heroes in the Old Testament, they're the you know they're the ones we naturally go to mm-hmm. you know Abraham, Moses, Noah, yeah. David you know the and they're they are the yeah but just to have these other people and, and sometimes Deborah sometimes Deborah right <laughs> she'll get it, she'll get a, a shout out every now and then um, but yeah but just that, that we have these other people that were incredibly um, powerful in in the life and the history of the Jewish people.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know. To me, so I, I think I tend to not put too much stock in you know whether it's a guy hero or a female mm-hmm. hero. Um, for me, I just see like we're all called to like represent Christ, mm-hmm. or even in the Old Testament. Um, they're both Israelites. Wait am I? Abigail is an Israelite. Mhm OK. Um, I just forgot that because I know David also married people from other places anyways. Um, yeah, I'm assuming she was <laughs> So yeah, what struck me though, in you know maybe this is a can of worms that I should not open, but in the culture or where we talk about women submitting to their husbands she straight up called him a fool and was like mm, I will give you all of the income that he generated <laughs> so whatever <laughs> you yeah. know and I don't I just don't even know what to do with that except that there is this idea that like godliness comes before mm, cultural structure yeah. maybe
0: yeah and two that she uh she left into action she didn't I mean, she did what Nabal should have done in the first place. Mm-hmm. And she didn't ask him for permission. I mean, because she knew what he was going to say. He had already said no. Mm-hmm. But she just did it. You know, she really was the leader that he should have been to protect their household, their their servants. I mean, she was thinking about what are we going to lose? I mean, yeah. she knew. You know, she she knew what the outcome would be. Nabal didn't even consider that. Yeah. Which is so, but she did. And so she took matters under her own hands, being a sensible woman, and just did it. And yeah, then totally threw him under the bus to David. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: But so here's the interesting thing, though, because I am always like, so how does this challenge me to, like, how does the Holy Spirit use this to conform me to the image of Christ? You know, um, Steve said that she was a forerunner of mm-hmm. Christ. She was yeah. a picture of Christ. Um, and what really struck me about her— was that she placed the blame on herself, mm-hmm. and you know, Steve talked about Jesus placed the blame for our sins on Himself, and I feel like that's what oftentimes an intercessor standing in the gap does. Like, yeah, she called the ball out, but she took His punishment, mm-hmm. His potential punishment, right, right. Um, and it just got me thinking: like, what does that look like in my life, or in the life of a modern believer? What? I feel like we didn't, they, the sermon didn't dive into that aspect of it. You know, like, yes, she was a peacemaker Mm -hmm. um, and she went, but there was just something about, um, you know, that quote from the book that you and I are reading about brave women, Mm -hmm. the, a good leader must be the bridge, Mm -hmm. you know, for Mm -hmm. people to walk on. Mm -hmm. Um, And that Abigail was that Mm -hmm. she was the bridge for David to walk on And I feel like when it comes to being a mediator, our temptation, particularly with the platform of Facebook, is to hold out the gospel or advice in our hands and say, here, take this advice so you can do better. And it is good advice, but there's no piece of us in it. There's Mm -hmm. no sacrifice of us in it, Mm -hmm. whether that's entering into relationship with these people that we're trying to correct, you know? Um, and I, I, love that about Abigail and I love that about Jesus is he has a better way, but he's not going to hold out his hands and keep his heart at a distance.
0: Right. He's
1: saying, like, here I am to take the blame.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: what does that look like for us? Mm-hmm. And I really don't know, but right. maybe you have thoughts on that.
0: Well, it reminds me of the scripture that um, we've been talking about on Monday nights. Um from Micah, you know, to do justly, to mm-hmm. love mercy, and then to walk humbly, mm-hmm. and she was doing all of those things. She was, she was acting justly. Mm-hmm. Um, she was loving mercy by, you know, throwing herself at the mercy of David. Yeah. But she was definitely walking humbly, and I think that that's it's just very. Um, counter culture these days you know we especially as women are looking for um heroes and and strong women that we can Mm -hmm. look up to but so many of them not all but a lot of them you know fictional or real life um don't have all all three of those qualities, you know, mm-hmm. they might be justice oriented, mm-hmm. but they might not be merciful mm-hmm. or, or humble, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but she really did, you know, exemplify all three of those. And I think, I just, I think a lot of times that hump, that humility is that part that, that we're missing. Mm-hmm. Like that, that part that maybe that you're talking about just, to be the bridge, which yeah. would, takes incredible humility.
1: Yeah. Well, because humility says, I am not the source of this knowledge and um, this divine power. It points to God as the source of knowledge and divine power to love, to um, restore your destiny and your peace when it seems to be taken away by a nabal of the mm-hmm. world when you've been insulted. Um, but in that, you have to lower yourself mm-hmm. so that you raise the Lord up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, Abigail does that. She she reminds David of his destiny. Mm-hmm. She could have, like, given him the what for. Right. Like, listen, I know my husband is a fool, but look at you. Like, you are right. a hot mess. Like, right. you can't even control your temper for five minutes. And all the men in my family are going to die. And surely some of your 400 men, Mm-mm. you know, might die. And you've made an oath to God about, right. like, killing, you know, these right. people. Not that she knew the oath part, right? Like she could have, and like I—I I will speak for myself instead of the church in general. But I so want to like shake my finger in people's face and say, like, "Oh, let me tell how, you how unrighteous you are, you fool!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> but like Abigail didn't do that. You know, she she reminded she reminded David of God's promises and His yeah. trustworthiness. Yeah. You know,
0: I. So often—I mean, I can't tell you how many examples I have in my own personal life of when I react instead of um, thinking, mm-hmm. submitting myself to the Lord. How do you want me to—because it's interesting because she—I just just thought about this, but she, she got all the provisions together— and sent them on ahead, and mm-hmm. then she said, "I'll follow." Mm-hmm. I just wonder why didn't she go with the provision? I don't know. Like maybe she was just taking that time to. I gotta. Yeah. I know what to do, but now I gotta hear from the Lord on what to say. Yeah, yeah. I th- I miss that piece a lot. Yeah, yeah. Or
1: maybe like, you know, I'm saying like, put your money where your mouth is. Like she sent the money before her <laughs> mouth showed up. <laughs>
0: me show david that i'm serious yeah definitely yeah 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 and then um um one one thing that this may this is jumping ahead to the end of the story so there's probably other stuff we want to talk about but um well is there anything else you want to say before i go on? Oh,
1: about that piece
0: Mm-mm, go. go ahead um Well, she—so then the end of the story is she goes back. David—I mean, David is so—so maybe we should talk about that for a second. His reaction to Mm -hmm. her is so grateful. Mm -hmm. And then he praises the Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, thank you, God, for correcting me. Yeah. Thank you. Which really struck me because— I've also been in that situation mm-hmm. where yeah. I've been confronted and been corrected and then not reacted,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, the way David does, which is, oh my goodness, you just saved my life,
1: yeah, yeah, I think um, I definitely resonate with that. I'm thinking like of a situation recently, even where like my feelings were like consuming me my tendency is to stonewall in response to that. So so I'm not probably going to be the David going out to counterattack, but, like, I'm just going to shut it all off. (laughs) Because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say to you if (laughs) I So, you know, breaking relationship um, because I am hurt or what have you. And you can't see. Like, every, you know, vindictive thought you have makes total sense because you're just reacting. And in a way, like, that's, like, The human judgment Mm -hmm. response is, like, I deem this to be the good punishment for you. Mm -hmm. Like, David didn't have a second thought. Like, he was so sure that his judgment was right that he's like, I'm going to make an oath to God that I better kill all of you. Like, he (laughs) was so positive. And then the Holy Spirit comes in Mm. and it's like, oh, like... In my situation, he's like, you're placing unfair expectations on people. You're treating relationships as transactional. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't meet your expectations, so now you're just going to cut off relationship. And that's not how I am, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And you're not being considerate of them. Mm -hmm. And I, so I I didn't, like, completely withdraw like I wanted to or be passive-aggressive like I wanted to. and just cause more damage. And I was like so thankful <laughs> that like I didn't do those things mm-hmm. um, that God corrected me in gentleness, you know, the wisdom from above is first gentle. Yeah. I feel like Abigail is so gentle yeah. Yeah. and it took the sting out of it yeah. for David. Um, and that was, that was just something that struck me as, you know, just the other, my other takeaway was that like David, what David was really dealing with, Um, was an opportunity like in the garden to not trust God. You know, when we are living in righteousness, God is supplying all of our needs and we trust him. But Nabal comes along and says, I'm not even going to give your men or you basic food and supplies Mm -hmm. to survive while you're in the wilderness. And like Steve said, it's coming on top of Samuel, David's mentor dying. He's on the run from Saul. He doesn't know what's going on because he's been anointed king, but...
0: Saul's so mm-hmm. trying
1: to kill him, right, um per the usual, <laughs> and his his default, even as a man after God's own heart, was like, "I'm going to go provide for myself. like I'm gonna get my vengeance um and you know the Bible doesn't comment on what exactly God thought of David's like decision making at that point, but he could have turned away from God and from not trusting God as his provider, and I think Abigail does what the Holy Spirit does for us and reminds us, like, don't, don't get vengeance because you're looking for security in the wrong place and somebody threatened that security.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that means you're not trusting God to provide that security for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Abigail is saying, David, like, God's going to get vengeance mm-hmm. for you. God's going to rectify this situation for you. Like, don't put your trust in your own hands. Put your trust in God's hands. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's such a beautiful part of the story that we all relate to as humans when we are tempted to turn to our sinful condition, this orphan heart that we have to get vengeance and provide for ourselves. Um, But Jesus overcame the state of Mm -hmm. the world that says, we have no recompense. We have no savior. And so we get to listen to our Abigail, our Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. and say, no, Lord, I I do trust Mm -hmm. you to ultimately provide for me, even though my circumstances make it Mm -hmm. seem like it's very threatened. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you made a lot of good points. Um, Sorry, I feel like I need no, no, talk now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, there's a lot I wanted to respond to. But w- the first thing I wanted to respond to is I think that just from reading the Psalms and, and from looking at David's life, I feel like there is a place for us to, to react, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Um to have an initial reaction. Yeah. I mean that is human. Yeah. We do get hurt, we do get wounded, we do get offended, we do um feel rejected. All of those things. So there's going to be that initial response. Yeah. Yeah. But I think what you're saying, and you're exactly right, is that it's what do we do then, and the ne- the very next thing, yeah. what do we do with all of that? Yeah, you know. And I love that what you said. You know, we listen to our inner Abigail. You know? <laughs> um, listen to to her. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Um. And 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 what is He saying then? It's what 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 do you do with that? Where do you take that hurt? That rejection? That um. Do you, do you trust the Lord
1: uh-huh.
0: to avenge for you? Yeah. <laughs> or to um, heal, to, you know, that He is going to provide, whether it's in a physical need or emotional, is He yeah. going to provide? That's so good. And I think David's such a great example, and not just in this story, but really throughout his life of. Uh, being so passionate and rah, mm-hmm. and then, like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, always the repenting. And yeah, the always repenting. Yeah. yeah.
1: And interesting, too, like David's reaction wasn't great. We know Nabal's action wasn't, but God clearly knew the hearts of both men mm-hmm. because his response to David was to send somebody to save him from himself. Because he knew David would repent. This is this is me mm-hmm. interpreting. Um, from all those times that David sung songs to his God mm-hmm. in the field, God knew that David would repent, whereas he must have known that Nabal would not. Right. You know, and we want to be like David. Mm-hmm. And we are. like God has, That's like God mm-hmm. has given us soft hearts mm-hmm. to be able to repent, and we can trust God to come after us when
0: we're just ratchet mm-hmm. as can be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. It makes me want for my the time between my reaction and then um surrender maybe. I don't know if that if that's the word, surrendering or repentance, repenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want them it makes me really want that time to be much shorter, you know, for that that um Because I don't, like, I would like to say, oh, I'll just, I'll react in complete godliness. (laughs) I'm not sure that that's really a reality. And I'm not even sure that that's, hmm. Because if we don't, I mean, that would completely have to be a miracle in the work of the Holy Spirit. Because I think, you know, if we we don't have those initial reactions and we don't really know how we feel Mm -hmm. about something, then, you know, whether it was a hurt or a wound, then, I don't know, I'm just kind of thinking i the top of my head. But then, you know, what to repent from, where does where where you know where does the healing or whatever mm-hmm. come in? Does that make sense?
1: Well, you can't stuff emotions. And I think that's what we often do, or I've often struggled with. It's like, oh, this isn't the appropriate response. And you just right. stuff it. And it's like, no, if you cut somebody, they bleed. Mm. <laughs> Jesus wept. Jesus bled on the cross. You know, mm-hmm. like... There are these things like our hearts respond. Um, But it, it's like you were saying, where do you turn right. with it? And honestly, I don't know that we have to worry so much about like, oh, is this a sinful emotion? Right. Is it not? Like, God will tell you. Mm-hmm. God will tell me. Um, And that's something I'm learning, too, is to just not... Over garden my own heart, and you know, try to figure out like, oh, is this the appropriate reaction? How much anger can I feel before it turns to sin? You know, <laughs> Paul says, "Be angry, but do not sin." Like, what does that even mean? Right, you know, right. um, be angry, but don't think any negative thought about that person. So, just try to <laughs> stop it before you get there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I think that's part of our repentance and our redemption, sanctification Mm -hmm. process, like shedding that old man. And Mm -hmm. um, I've always experienced with inner healing that Jesus has validated over and over again, like, tell him how it made me feel. And David does that in oh, the psalms. Yeah, yeah. Um, we love the encouraging psalms, mm. but like we never know what to do with what they call the imprecatory psalms. Mm. They're like, rain down hellfire on my enemies. <laughs> Don't even bless them. Kill them. them. <laughs> oh, you know, and we always was like, oh, that's, that's the Old Testament. And I'm like, that's true. Like, we do wrestle against not flesh and blood, but against the spirit world. But let's just call it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, David was... Angry and calling Mm -hmm. for God to just, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to, he was calling on God's character to be his protector, to be his avenger. But he wasn't saying, like, oh, I know I need to really forgive them and Mm -hmm. it's not
0: godly to harbor hate in my heart. He was just, I don't think he was self correcting. Yeah, he was just like, no filter. No, right. No filter. Um, but it does, it makes me think since you brought up the garden earlier, it makes me think about Jesus, you know, and when he goes, he's praying and then he goes to his disciples who were there with him and they're asleep. mm -hmm. And he says, you know, you couldn't even stay awake. Like, you know, like he was frustrated. Mm -hmm. He was hurt. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and he expressed that to them and we do see emotion in Jesus Mm -hmm. anger, um, you know, when he cleared the temple. Um, yeah. You know, just a lot of a lot of emotion there. Yeah.
1: Because I think we're called to have honesty
0: mm-hmm. in our
1: relationships. Um, and I think the temptation is to respond with a desire to control the other person when they hurt and insult us. So David was going to control mm-hmm. the situation by eliminating right. it. Like, you're definitely never going to do this to me again. Nope. Um, or then... I think this often happens with them, like, I'm just not even going to address it because Mm. that means making myself vulnerable again Mm -hmm. and you've already hurt me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's actually not godly either because it's not pursuing connection and relationship with that person. So when you see Abigail, like, addressing with honesty the wrongdoing of Nabal, Mm -hmm. she's not just saying, like, meh, it didn't happen. Like, no, it happened. You know,
0: we're going to talk about it. She doesn't make excuses for him.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Jesus doesn't make excuses for his disciples either because I think ultimately what we want are these bad character traits to come up and out. Mm -hmm. And when you have the hope of Jesus, you have hope that they will come out. Mm -hmm. When you don't have the hope of Jesus, your only options, your only recourse is to control or eliminate or to pretend you never got hurt in the Mm -hmm. first place. Um and I feel like Abigail's reminding mm-hmm. David, <clears throat> like you have a God who yeah. sees you. Right. And um that's your destiny. Yeah. So don't right. let this control you.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really good. So then the end of the story is David leaves with his men. <clears throat> Abigail goes back and there's a party going on. <laughs> And uh, so she, I I don't know, guess she goes to bed. And the next morning, when Nabal is sober, she tells him what happened and what she did, and he has a stroke. (laughs) Like, what is that all about? And then God struck him dead. Yeah, God just struck him dead. Yeah, (laughs)
1: that's just like like one of those moments in the Bible where I'm like,
0: this is a dark comedy sometimes. (laughs) That yeah. took a dark turn. I didn't expect. It. Yeah, no, yeah. God just. Well, it says, doesn't it say God struck him dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I then don't know. and then it's interesting because and Steve did not say this in his sermon, which I was waiting for him to say this. But I'm sure most people know this. This is the Abigail that David then marries. Yes, yes. <laughs> she becomes his wife.
1: I mean, if I was him, I would marry
0: him too, her too, whatever you know, like <laughs> she was beautiful and sensible, and yeah, yeah, and saved his life um yeah, so that's that's just um well, it's a very vivid and clear picture that God does. Um, fight on our behalf (laughs) he does take uh revenge you know for us and vengeance is his
1: yeah and he's not messing around like like i don't know maybe this is how bad my human justice is i would have been like oh like maybe give him a blight on his sheep for three years he's (laughs) like no like you're dead that's it
0: i love about it though honestly the reason i love it Oh, I'll just admit that. I love that. Is <laughs> because Abigail's free. Right. Right. She's yeah. free.
1: Yeah, she's free from oh, that life.
0: Yeah. From a tyrant of a husband who most likely it was an arranged marriage. So and now she's free. Yeah. God really he 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 blessed her too. He honored her. It wasn't just about David. Yeah. It really was also about Abigail and giving her a, a pathway mm-hmm. to
1: a different, yeah. better life. Yeah. So I'm doing the Beth Moore study on this. So <laughs> Jesus help me not to do any copyright infringement. Um, <laughs> you just gave her credit. <laughs> I know. Right? So, but she she does bring up, and this you know strain a little from the sermon, um, that David marries other wives. Mm-hmm. God tells the kings not to marry more than one wife. You know, so just in this realm of like women being free in the era of arranged marriages, um, it's it's not all bedded of roses for her. and we don't really no. hear about Abigail much after that mm-hmm. this story. Yeah. You know. So you imagine like her her life has gotta be better than it was. Um but she doesn't stay David's number one mm-hmm. forever. No. And I don't know, like you know, Beth Moore doesn't go into that, but she just, her, her thought was to affirm that God sees us, God knows us. Mm -hmm. We don't know why that happened. Um, but for me, it's just like, you know, when, when your circumstances change, they're still just circumstances and God blesses you through them, but that it's knowing him Mm -hmm. that is always my real blessing, you know, um, I would not have been happy if I was Abigail. I don't think. You know, if she, if, if, you know, David's like, I'm going to marry this second woman. And then he takes his wife, you know, that's Saul's daughter back, Michal. Right, and she right. doesn't even like David. I'm like, why right, would he yeah. take her back? Right. Um, and then when he becomes king later, he like has all these wives and concubines. Yeah. And yes, it was the common practice of the day, but it's not what God it's said in like the God Deuteronomy God. covenant. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so we know if God said not to do it, there's probably some practical negatives yeah. that are the outfall of that, or fallout of right. that. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And we don't really know, I guess, at least not from Scripture, what what happens to Abigail, but in the long run. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else?
1: Well, so one one question that's been, like, put to me this week, and I want, want to bring it up with the ladies, too. Um, but, like, in light of this story, like, how is the gospel, the good news of Jesus, affecting you today? And I would imagine that for a lot of us it is kind of through the teaching that we hear. But in other words, like, what's the practical takeaway for you mm-hmm. from this story? Mm-hmm. How has God, you know... Bringing new life in you, redirecting your thoughts to him what's yeah, what's the mm-hmm. intersection there? Hmm.
0: I think for me it it it's something that the Lord's been working on me for a while now, <laughs> and it is just um when things i think I probably I guess from the story. I would like to identify mostly with Abigail, <laughs> but I think right now I, I identify mostly with David mm-hmm. and his reaction to being um slighted, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> um rejected. Uh I I would like very much to um Shorten that time between that reaction and repentance and turning yeah. very quickly to the Lord. You yeah. know, like having my inner Abigail just immediately like, yeah, listen. You know, listen, Jane. Pay attention mm-hmm. to because, but you know, we were saying that we can and it's okay to react. Like that—that's—that's that's not a sin. You know, we have our reactions, we have our emotions. But I think where I get hung up is is getting hung up mm-hmm. in that and not, not moving yeah. out of it quickly enough.
1: Yeah.
0: So that, I think that would be, that's kind of my takeaway. And I feel such um, joy and relief and kind of like, you know, just take a deep breath because um, – God does know our hearts, Mm -hmm. and He did know David's heart, and I just love that example. I just love that David is (laughs) a part—you know, he was a a man after God's heart. I mean, God—even, you know, He may—He was so passionate, you know, and He—when He he sinned, He, like, sinned big, but, (laughs) you know, God just— knew his heart and was and was quick to lead him to repentance. And David yeah. was usually quick to repent as soon mm-hmm. as he saw the error of his way. So yeah. I just, I find a lot of comfort in that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's
1: good. Yeah. What about you? Um. Yeah, same thing. I feel like God's speaking like a consistent message to me, um, specifically to trust the Lord, both to correct me so I don't have to correct myself even when like, I lose my temper um, or whatever my version of that is. Um, But that really to trust him when I feel threatened in any way, shape, or form, Mm -hmm. this, you know, David's the same David that wrote better is one day in your courts than 1000 elsewhere to delve into that mystery, like Mm -hmm. not as a platitude, Mm -hmm. but as the real thing that orders my inner world, Mm -hmm. that better is one day basking in Jesus' love for me and his complete provision and care than the small cage of any bitterness Mm -hmm. or anger or resentment or desire for to carry out vengeance on my own. And honestly, it always feels like death. Like even my most recent example, it feels the worst ever to let go of it. It really does. But then on the other side, there's just so much peace. You know, and I feel like that's the gospel in my life. I get to let go of the smallness of my own thinking to walk in real joy. Mm-hmm. And, the, like, I just don't even know the depths mm-hmm. of joy that yeah. come with self-sacrifice and letting go of yeah. what I think I want. Yeah. So. That's good. Those are my
0: thoughts. That's good. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Steve owes it. me. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Um, so I don't, Mark is up this Sunday, I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, normally we, you know, say who, what the next Old Testament character is going to be, but I'm actually not sure who he's preaching on. So you can't read up. You can't look ahead, but that's okay. You'll Just be surprised on Sunday. Ask her Abigail. <laughs> she will tell you. you know, cool spirit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. We
1: are not saying that <laughs> Abigail was the Holy Spirit, lest anyone soundbite this.
0: <laughs> no, you're out there. <laughs> Did you hear it, Bethany and Jamie talking about on the podcast? Yeah. Um, no, but she, she, hey, she was a forerunner for Christ, so right. we can use her as an example. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.